Welcome to Fire Trainers Podcast, part of ConcealedCarry.com Network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and today we'll be talking about adult learning theory. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Head on over to the website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Pig Loop. Pig Loop brings you the best performance for your firearm by combining high-grade synthetic oil with nanoparticle technology. They also support the 2A community by sponsoring competitive shooters and firearm instructors everywhere. Order some Pig Loop today, and I'm sure you'll be telling your students about it because the unique applicator allows you to use less and then get it where you need it without the waste. Check out their other quality cleaning products and swag at piglube.net and use coupon code FTP20 for 20% off at checkout. Today, we are joined by author, firearm instructor, Beth Aquazar. How are you doing today, Beth? I am great. It's good to see you again and good to it's, talk to you about such a great topic. <laughs> it, it, is, uh, it is really, really great to have you on again. You're one of the few guests that we've actually had on multiple times. So uh, that, that's uh, really great when we can have those uh, wow. type of high quality people. So you, you are in. Uh, that makes me feel really special. Thanks for inviting <laughs> me back and telling me that. That makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, well, you got something that's uh, really, really cool. And uh, I got to see it firsthand. Uh, when you were doing the USCCA training counselor workshop, um, a couple, uh, well, now it's been over a month ago, uh, when it comes yeah. to talking about adult learning and such. And yeah. I thought that would be such a great topic for our instructors to hear and think about, because no matter if you're at the instructor level or if you're at the training counselor level or at whatever you're, you're dealing with, we're dealing with adults with firearms. And as such, we've really got to make sure we understand how to communicate and how to how to educate them appropriately, because uh, there are several different yep. ways of uh, doing that. But before we get get into the uh, topic at hand, can you give our guest that didn't hear your first episode uh, yet a little bit about your background? Sure thing. Uh, again, I'm Beth Alcazar. I officially am the associate editor with the United States Concealed Carry Association. So if you are familiar with the award-winning Concealed Carry magazine, that's where I get to spend a lot of my time, effort, and energy. But I also spend a lot of time with USCCA through our training program. So um, with that, I train a lot with USCCA across the nation, whether it's our defensive shooting fundamentals course for instructors, our concealed carry home defense instructors, or our training counselors course. But as kind of one of those perpetual learners, perpetual students, I've taken classes as well with NRA, with ICE, with Draw School, with Six Hour Academy, and with the ALICE program. And I'm always looking for other opportunities to either become certified or just develop validate some of the stuff I've already learned or even to just, you know, deconstruct what I thought I knew and, uh, you know, maybe have a, a couple blank slates on some topics and things. So um, beyond that, I've written the women's hand, the handgun and self-defense fundamentals curriculum with the USCCA. So that's kind of, um, I guess that's a work of love and an ongoing passion of mine, even though I get to train the trainers who teach teachers. I really love to teach those end users, and that was uh, a great class for the USCCA to allow me to kind of help develop and create. So you can find me a lot of different places, but obviously my passion is within the communication side of things. <laughs> mm -hmm. well, and, I'll, and I'll do a quick call out on, on your book. Um, it's the only course that I know of uh, for instructors that's targeted specifically at women. 
that you can go along yes. and, you know, especially me as a man, you know, I can go along and teach women, but I don't, I don't have a specific women's course, but when you came out with that, right. I do have a specific women's course now that goes along and allows me to, um, present things in a different fashion than I would, you know, yeah. in a normal concealed carry class. So it's, that's a, a really good, good course. And ultimately, that's what it's all about. If we're being really considerate about how the gender learning styles work and how women are coming to the firearms industry for very specific reasons, this book is really dedicated to reach women where they are with that mentality. I mean, we all know that the firearm is a firearm, no matter which way you want to look at it. But there are certain approaches to the topics that I think make a big difference for that class. And what's really cool about the second edition, I don't know if you knew this, obviously, it was written by a woman, but it was edited by a woman and a dear friend of mine at USCCA. And it was designed by another really good friend of mine at USCCA, another woman. So it was this awesome trio of females that came together to be able to produce this product. And we're really proud to share it with everybody out there. I had not, uh, did not know that before. So that's, I'm going to have cool. to take, take a really closer look at the book now. And yeah, when take a look at it. That's, that is I don't cool. think anyone else out there can say that. So we're pretty <laughs> proud. <laughs> Yep, I will. I will put that on my list to uh, check out those books uh, tonight <laughs> awesome. after we after we get done with the uh, podcast recording. Well, Beth, back to our topic at hand um, about adult learning. Um, I think one of the first things to go along and help people kind of understand because most of us deal with uh, youth in some fashion, whether our kids or whether um, you know kids in the neighborhood, things like that, and adult learning. Can you give us a, a brief overview of you know what's the difference between youth? education and adult education? Sure. For for one thing, when it comes to teaching kids, a lot of us who have had that experience, whether the traditional classroom or otherwise, we know that a lot of those ages and stages kind of progress and move together. And there's certain expectations and milestones that are pretty much general across the board for those learners. So it makes it a little bit different when you're approaching learning. A lot of them are basically needing everything foundational and then building blocks on top of that foundation. And it's kind of a very linear step-by-step process for a lot of those learners as well. But on the flip side, when it comes to adult learners, as most of us know who have had a classroom for firearms classes or concealed carry or even emergency first aid kinds of classes, you could have pretty much any age and stage represented in that adult learning group. And as we actually mentioned a little bit earlier, it could be anything from that young 20-something, maybe just out of college or finishing up college, all the way through some of our 80-year-olds, which hasn't been abnormal to actually see. We've had several older ladies and, and gentlemen who are interested in furthering their education through the USCCA certifications. With these adult learners, there's not a set pattern. There's not necessarily this um, continuation of momentum or or topic. It's, it's basically kind of a, a potpourri. You just never know what kind of levels of skill and experience and background that you're going to get within that one classroom environment. Part of that definitely makes the challenge of the adult classroom very interesting because there's so many different areas. I mean, different culture, different heritage, different background, different experience, different um, levels of 
you know, education, levels of career. There's just so many things that are incorporated. And the expectations, therefore, are also different, too, where kids kind of come to a class expecting you to give them all the good stuff they need to know. Adults kind of come to a class hoping that they also have a chance to participate and maybe even guide some of the learning. And that's because of the rich amount of diverse background and experience that they have. They they kind of expect it, but more so than that, all of us need to realize it should be a huge part of our adult learning classroom that we're reaching for those experiences and allowing them to come into the classroom so that there's more learning and more mm-hmm. connection among those learners. Which obviously everything you've covered there makes managing a classroom that much more challenging because you could have somebody who yeah. is very much, um, say, uh, just professionally as an engineer that wants to know mm-hmm. the bits and pieces of it. And somebody else who might, might be a big thinker um, who's going to go along and, okay, okay, tell me how this is going to work you know, from a macro level and you've got the other, you know, experiential uh, learners as well as the tactile, the auditorial and visual learners. And you've got to go along as the, as their trainer instructor, figure out how a way of uh, reaching them all, because I think we can probably realize somewhere in our educational background, we've been in some class where some instructor professor has stayed on one track. You know, I'm going to go along and just give you Mm -hmm. death by PowerPoint. And you're going to learn everything, right? <laughs> Never going along and oh, having yeah, you touch absolutely. something or go along and take questions and doing things like that. And that's where um, we've really got to make sure we understand our students, because if we're not successful uh, in educating them, then they're not going to be successful. Yeah. And they're not going to be successful with something that is such an important topic. I always say that this is potentially life-changing and it's potentially life-saving, that that they're getting information about conflict avoidance and situational awareness, fire firearm safety and and safe firearm habits when it comes to storage, staging, or the use of a firearm in a dynamic critical incident. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, this information is so important that we as educators need to take on that responsibility that these learners, no matter what their style of learning, are going to get that information in a way that's palatable to them. Granted, we're not superheroes. There's not going to be a way for every instructor out there to touch every different learning style and reach every student to the same level of, you know, just awesomeness. It's just not possible. But there still is a huge responsibility on us to understand the ways that people learn and to appreciate those, to validate those in the classroom. I like to say that you're offering people multiple different ways to get involved with the information. So it's the same content but they can enter where it makes sense to them or where it connects the most with them. So you mentioned a couple different kinds of multiple intelligences or learning styles. Mm -hmm. And I am absolutely fascinated by that. I spent a lot of time when I was getting my uh, master's of education, particularly looking into that as it just really rang true to me because I feel like I've always tried to, be in tune with the learner and to care for that learner, you need to understand what their expectations are, but also how to help them where they are. And multiple intelligences, we know that research gives us, I don't know, upwards of 17. That's a little much 
So in our training counselor class, we kind of pared it down to seven, Mm -hmm. but even seven is more than the three (laughs) that we throw around, you know, that kinesthetic auditory visual thing. That's not even enough. That's, Mm -hmm. that's close, but I think all of us really owe it to ourselves and our students to, to dig a little deeper than that. So we can make a difference. Most, most definitely. Cause in the 10 years that I've been, uh, doing firearm instruction and eight years that I've been doing training counselor instruction of really trying to help those instructors. You see all the different styles of students come through, you know, some of them are mm-hmm. in concealed carry classes, but what happens when that concealed carrier wants to go to the next step and they show up in your instructor class. And that's where you've got to know and understand because when you're in my concealed carry class, I'm trying to instill in you the right attitude and the skills to be able to go along and hopefully avoid, but if nothing else to persevere during a a dynamic critical incident. But when you're the instructor, I'm also trying to instill in you as the training counselor, the right attitudes and how to get those across to the, to your uh, students also, which again, it's another one of those when you're, when you're the teacher teaching the teachers, You've got, yep. you've got to go about it a little differently, even though you're trying to tell them the same stuff, you're trying to give them more information to say, okay, this is how you can plug it into this kind of personality. This is how you can plug it into this personality. Right. In the end, it's those shooters that we want to make uh, more knowledgeable and safer and responsible, yes. you know, across the country. Yes. And one thing that's kind of interesting just about adult learners as a whole, and this one probably won't come as a surprise to anyone as an adult, especially, is that when they come to your classroom, luckily they do come with some form of motivation. You know, it, they are usually very self-motivated. They're usually intrinsically motivated. They're more mature in their lives than those children who need you know, the gold star or the smiley face or the, you know, um, I don't know, the, the, the pat on the back, even like that tangible things and the, the rewards, those things make a big difference in the lives of children, especially when we're dealing with behaviorism and we want them to do what we want. So we reward them for good behavior. Mm-hmm. Adults don't necessarily need it in that regard. How they need it is with the respect, first and foremost. You know, they want to be respected by their instructor. They want to feel welcome to share their opinions, thoughts, and ask questions. And along with that, um, they want to know the why. And that's really what I was uh, kind of pointing at. We, we all understand that. I mean, we, we have busy lives. You know, we've got our own agendas. We want to have 32 hours worth of stuff smashed into 24 hours worth of time every day. So we want to know the why. What's in it for me? How does this benefit me? How do I use this? And um, adults, especially coming to that instructor class or that training counselor class, um, that's their whole agenda. It is really how do I take this and use this effectively? So I think that even of course, if you're you're teaching an end user class, obviously that is very significant. But it also offers a very big challenge for us as instructors that, you know, we're not just experts in our field. We are not just proficient with firearms or proficient with whatever skill or tactic that we're trying to teach. We are also very keen on how to take that information and make it usable to somebody, not just to understand it, but to take it and do something with it afterwards. And again, that's a pretty big responsibility there. It's cool, but it's, it's 
if you hadn't thought of it that way, it can be a little daunting, especially those just getting started out. <laughs> yep, definitely. And that's uh, one, one of the reasons, you know, quite honestly, why I started this podcast was to go along and start bringing these kind of topics up because let's put it this way, you know, I've said it before on the podcast, you get done with your instructor class, you get the certificate, you walk out the door. And then the reality hits you in there about, okay, how am I going to market? How am I going to do this? Now what? You know, yeah. And when you think about how much do you retain from the actual uh, instructor course, you're probably, yeah. you know, 60, 70% at best um, until yeah. you really start getting up to speed. I know every time I've gone through a instructor course, I've picked up something from it because it's like, oh, I remember Absolutely. them saying that, but I hadn't been doing it that way. And yeah. those are little things that after you do it a while, and like I said, I've been doing it for almost 10 years to pick up things. It's still amazing that I haven't been retained a hundred percent of it after all those years, but I'm trying to improve. And that's why I'm listening yeah. and try to make sure I'm, I'm putting the courses on properly and trying to uh, connect with the students also. Oh yeah, that connection is huge. And, you know, just speaking of the word connection, it's such an important word for, for us to kind of hone in on, not just that we ourselves connect to the students in a way, again, that welcomes them to ans ask questions or welcomes them to give feedback. We're also very connected with the content or the material that we are planning to teach by uh, knowing it really well, by having taught it often, but also doing our own research so that we feel more uh I guess, validated and justified to even be there, right? Mm -hmm. to, to know it better than you can know it, I, I think is the, the heart of that true learner, true teacher. But also, you know, the connection for students when it comes to that true learning, what's so cool about the research that's out there is that connections to something they already know often drives that learning to a higher level or allows it to take place that much faster. So it's really fun to teach these classes over and over or listen to them or mm -hmm. go take other classes and then pick up on those little nuances of how either a student is making a connection or a teacher candidate is making a connection or another instructor is making a connection and going, oh my gosh, that is so valuable. I need to remember that because you know if it's going to affect you and it makes an impact on you, who knows how many other people are also going to lock onto that and, and that's going to be that key to help open up that concept or that topic or whatever that skill is that they're, you're trying to get them to understand. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was up in at the USCCA, I had the notebook in my back pocket and I was a fly on the wall <laughs> for the weekend and I was taking a lot of notes because there's a lot of, yeah. a lot of good information that was coming out that had changed since I became a USCCA training. Oh counselor. yes. And also things that, like I said, i hadn't maybe remembered or gotten the first time I went through the training counselor course. Um, because again, you're drinking from the fire hose for the entire weekend. Oh yeah. And when you go through it a second time, you're not under the same stress and you're able to go along and focus on, on Absolutely. Things, things differently. Yeah. And you know, I, speaking of the training counselor program, I mean, I am just so proud of what we've been able to push forward with the USCCA and really focus in on really sound methodologies and different tactics and methods for teaching that we know to be to be valuable across the board. And it's really cool to be able to take some of that experience and education from that world of academia and just transpose it into the world of firearms. And it's really, it's a neat experience to watch it happen. I especially loved that recent training counselor class. I was mm -hmm. just, and y'all, you know what I'm talking about. I was feeling the energy. It was electric and the light bulbs were just going off. And it's like, I get chills thinking about that. That's, 
it's technically, um, if you wanted to call it, that's technically one of the, I guess, most sought after and studied ways of um, learning over the last couple decades. It's called transformational learning where students do have that aha moment. So there is an emotional connection. And I think that's really valuable to recognize that even in the firearms industry where we're just like, oh, you know, there's no emotion and it's just very cut and dry and it's serious, blah, blah, blah. We're having real life-changing emotional connections with people who are seeing this in a way that they've never thought of before or mm-hmm. never considered for teaching firearms. And it's making a difference. And to me, there's nothing more valuable than that because even though we get to affect the training counselors or as training counselors, we get to teach instructors, the most important piece of the puzzle are those end users mm-hmm. who are hearing this information and hopefully hearing it in a way that's clear and concise, useful, applicable, and and memorable, right? Exactly. And I know, um, in a, I forget which podcast it was, I was talking, that there were 5 million new gun owners so far in oh, 2020. Yes. And then I just heard the other week, it's actually jumped up to 6 million. New, yeah, new yeah I heard six. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things to where it's like, as an instructor and such, you talk about a great opportunity to make a difference out there in people's yes. lives of knowing how to, how to properly handle a firearm safely, responsibly, yeah. but then also go along and, you know, understand the law a little bit more about, you know, what, yes. what you can and can't do with things and, you know, why avoidance is so great. I mean, so I always go along and tell, you know, my instructors and students, the hardest part about teaching a lot of the classes when it comes to firearms is I, you pretty much have to unlearn about 80% of what new gun owners know about guns. And that 80%, quite honestly, is a lot of the stuff that comes from the movies, TV shows they watch. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. hey, I, I can be diving across the room and I can get six shots off before I hit the ground. And every one of those six shots <laughs> going to be right are going to be a bullseye shots, you know, right in the forehead of the bad guy. Yep. And those are the things to where people have got to realize, no, to really do it and become proficient, you've got to have grip, side alignment, you know, all those types of things to do it. But then you also have to go along and you have to do the mental exercise to know how you can disengage, how you can go along and use verbal judo or how you can just go along and avoid the situation altogether. Because really, when you go and you have to use your gun to get out of a situation, it's a really bad day. And, you know, yeah. there's so many things that can go wrong that um, you, you, the more I've been in and more I've trained, you realize that, you know, it's a really, really bad day, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you should only use it when the possibility of going to jail is second, you know, is, is not your first thought. Yeah. You know, the first thought is I, I've got to do this in order to survive. And if I go to jail, I go to jail. Um, then yeah. you use it. But otherwise, do everything you can to avoid it because you just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, I quote Andrew Bronco on the podcast uh, frequently because he's one of, one of our first guests on it. But, you know, he goes along and says the same thing because he says at any time when you're in a, a, a violent, critical uh, confrontation, you've got a greater than zero chance of mm. death or, or bodily harm and death. And those are things to where, okay, we're really going along trying to make it home to our families, to our spouse, yeah. to our parents, to our kids, whoever the people are. And if we don't go along and keep that in mind and we want to you know, be the tough guy, we may not make it home just because we didn't want to go along and swallow our pride a little bit and turn around mm. and walk the other way. And those are all things as instructors 
really have got to get out there and make sure people understand that because it, it can get way too uh, crazy otherwise. Yeah, such powerful messages. And, you know, that actually kind of even harkens back to what was mentioned earlier when I was just talking about the vast amount of experiences that show up to the adult learning classroom. Um, what you're talking about proves why it's such a challenge sometimes is because of the misinformation and the myths and the misnomers and all the things that they're picking up that are not true things. They are not sound philosophies and they are not correct ways of, of handling a gun. So now you've not, you've got a battle, um, a, a rational uh, you know, adult who who thinks that he or she knows something and at least has their lives together to mm -hmm. at least a certain extent. And now you're telling them they're wrong. Yeah, you got to be kind of careful with how you go down that pathway, but they have to hear this information. They need to know, avoid, escape, defend in that order every single time. That's the only way to do it. So, yep, exactly. Well, Beth, this is really, really great information. And um, question for you, because I'm sure we can only scratch the surface of all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But do you have any books that if people wanted to look into uh, might, might be of some interest uh, for them to check out? You know, there have been several books on my nightstand for a long time now that I've been diving in. And also I tend to share at a lot of my classes. So I'm just going to talk about those that, that have been really powerful to me for many reasons, not just the, the teaching side of things, but there's a book called, the shallows and i think it's called what the internet is doing to our brains i think and it might be out in a second edition now since the time i purchased it but nicholas carr basically created this um this book to challenge us into realizing what is this technology doing to us and it's a little scary and a little uncomfortable to know that Things like the iPhone and Google and the internet are technically rewiring our brains, like literally rewiring the way that we think. But I believe it's a really important look at truth that instructors probably need to pay a lot of attention to, especially as those younger generations are becoming adults and coming into your classroom. So I would highly recommend The Shallows as just a little scary. A little, a little depressing, I guess, but also just um, important that we pay attention, basically. That sounds interesting. Um, the other book that was recommended to me not too long ago is called Quiet, The Power of Introverts. I think it's <laughs> The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, something like that. And oh my gosh, wow, what an amazing book this has become. I... I have really thoroughly enjoyed reading through it because a lot of people don't want to um, accept this as truth, but I'm an introvert. And this book talks about how introverts play a role in classrooms, in businesses, just in life in general, and how technically, um, you know, it's not a bad thing, obviously, to be extrovert or introvert, but it is definitely a different perspective of just how you live life and the decisions you make mm -hmm. and what makes you comfortable, what makes you uncomfortable. And I have found that I'm a high reactive introvert. And it was just very interesting to see that some of it was from 
just being maybe even too observant or noticing things or being affected by even the smallest changes kind of fed into this uh, introvert habit or nature that I have. But anyway, it's really powerful to understand those different folks in your classroom as well and how they learn and how they respond. Um, And along with that, another book that I'm always recommending is Joe Navarro's What Everybody is Saying. And that's what every body is saying. And, you know, he, I think, what was it, FBI work, and he's one of the most called upon expert witnesses for, you know, seeing if people are telling the truth or what their body language or even those micro gestures are actually saying. And to me, the the aspect of communication being only about 3% words and 97% everything else is mm-hmm. so amazing that this book is a must read for every instructor just to kind of pick up on body language and the feedback that you might be getting from your students without them even saying a word. So highly recommended that book. <laughs> Those are my top three right now as far as really fitting this environment. So Go check them out on Amazon. I'm sure. <laughs> Great, well, I'll put them in the show no- show notes so the listeners awesome. can uh, can find them easily. Also, and uh, yeah, it's I'm going to look look at those while I'm check while I'm putting links in here. Yeah, uh, and uh, they're not necessarily the. I would say every, what everybody is saying is an easier read. You could probably fly through that on a nice little plane ride somewhere. Quiet is a little heavy. <laughs> And um, just even just the way that it's written is a little heavy. And of course, the the shallows is just more of a, ooh, I'm uncomfortable with this information kind of feeling. But like I said, all, all three are really beneficial for us to, to dive into. <laughs> Good. Well, hey, Beth, where can instructors find more out about you and what you're up to these days? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, even though I'm like despising some of the social media platforms out there right now, <laughs> I mean, we st- we are still using them. So if you yeah. pop over to Facebook and you look at pacifiers and peacemakers, yes, pacifiers and peacemakers with Beth Alcazar, that's where I pretty much keep up with what's going on with me professionally, whether it's a match I'm shooting or a class I'm teaching or just random random thoughts and, and cool things that are happening. So that's the easiest place to find me. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Sounds good. And uh, just a quick call out too. every three months you have a special article that comes out in the console carry magazine too correct well uh every other well all of our single issues will have the women's section so you will definitely see my name in there since i edit that section you will probably see a drill of the month article pop into every issue that i am responsible for for currently and of course you can find me on the uscca blog my articles come out every tuesday and then i also have a piece that will appear in our special members only newsletter and i think they're actually sending it to more than just member members now but you can find lots of places <laughs> just google beth Aquazar. how's that there you go <laughs> use the google machine <laughs> exactly okay well i appreciate your time tonight uh beth and it's uh, great as always to have you on and we'll call that a wrap for this episode uh we want to ask our listeners to share the episode on Facebook, encourage others to listen and subscribe. Um, if they're not listening to this and obviously can't get this great information and make their classes better, visit our sponsors, especially the Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. 
Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. If you have any ideas, questions, or feedback, please email me at FTP at concealedcarry.com. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Understand your students and how they learn, and stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.